Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody Coster, with me from Chicago office, Mr. John Spainhauer. John, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Cody. Just happy to be here. That's right. Happy to have another GDT under our belt this afternoon. Yes, sir. Not a not a very positive GDT, I guess we could say, but you know, global dairy trade nonetheless, which I do believe this would be the third lower GDT in a row. That is correct. This is our third consecutive lower GDT. Uh, we were down 2.6 in the aggregate. So when we get into the more specific commodities, was not a pretty picture today, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But just from a price standpoint, we had butter go 3% lower. That's going to put the New Zealand butter price, you know, between 210 and 215, depending on which fat content you want to equivocate that to. And as we go across to skim milk powder, that was down 3.5%. That's going to bring that GDT skim down to $1.20. If we compare that to the U.S., that's the U.S. ended today at $1.16 and the EU is at $1.15. This is the lowest GDT skim price I'm showing since we get back to somewhere into the fall of 2020. So skim has really made a precipitous fall. And last year, at this point in time, we were up in the $1.80 range. And here we are now down here at $1.20 and moving lower. So not a good day for the price of skim. As we roll over to cheddar, this is where the the biggest losses on the day took place. This is down 10.2%. I'll put that in an equivalent price of $1.84. For uh, listeners who are with us every week, as I'm sure most of you try to be, you'll remember just two sessions ago, we were entering the auction at $2.26 to $2.25. Here we are now in just two trading sessions, down 10% in each. Here we are at $1.84. That leaves the U.S. price right now at $1.97, or excuse me, our $1.97 average between block and barrels. The EU is $1.91 and New Zealand is at $1.84. New Zealand went from the absolute highest price in the world to right now taking the pole position as the lowest price in the world in just two sessions. That happened two different ways. The U.S. price rallied fairly considerably and the New Zealand price came down fairly rapidly during that time. So quite a bit of convergence took place there and a switching of the pole positions. Finally, whole milk powder down 1.5%. I don't know that this is uh, you know, too much to write home about here. We've been muddling around or middling around here, if you will, for the last uh, six sessions or so. So no big change there. Again, the, the only thing I can say is the GDT futures this time, the SGX futures, I suppose, the ones that we look at as a, a barometer for expectations, they have normally come into the auction the last, I don't know, for the last three months of the year, suggesting that the market was going to move higher only for the market to move lower. We came into this auction last night with futures suggesting we were going to have a flat to in some cases lower auction result and you know that was kind of ominous that we didn't have any sort of enthusiasm there whatsoever and as luck would turn out the prices move lower here on all commodities on the gdt today and i mean i think this lower gdt is kind of followed suit with what you and i have found to be a little bit of a trend uh three lower global dairy trades and then two higher and that 
continues to kind of be the main story that we see kind of unfolding here in 2023. Yeah, so far, that's what we're up against. Uh, We'll see how long that lasts. Um, You know, I I would love to to be able to comment in and and some way out here on that trend. What we can say right now is that, again, people will say, well, is China going to come back or when is China going to pick up their purchasing? And uh, I think it's fairly safe to say Chinese purchasing year to date is very, very strong. Um, Again, we are up 15% on our year to date purchases so far, second only to 2021. And then before that, you have to go all the way back to 2014. So 2021 was a very special year in terms of volumes and prices responded accordingly. This year, we are outpacing 2022 quite significantly, at least with Chinese purchases. What I will say, and we've mentioned this several times, is Southeast Asian demand is not very strong right now. And I think that is something that has to be remembered and taken into account. Southeast Asian demand, I believe, is down about 7% year to date. So while Chinese demand is very strong and it's very much there, Southeast Asian demand is really backed off. And I think that's why we're seeing weakness, at least in the other commodities outside of whole milk powder. It's important to remember that while China does buy any and all dairy products, you know, their soup du jour or or the one that they really... uh, focus on is whole milk powder. Whole milk powder, you know, they they bring that in, they reprocess it into several different products. They, they Again, they use everything, but whole milk powder is the one they really want. And as I pointed out earlier, we've just kind of been bouncing around here for the last six sessions, six to seven sessions or so at these prices. We haven't done much. And I believe that is because China is absorbing that product. On the other hand, a lot of those other products like skim and cheese, They might go to Southeast Asia and places not China, where they're not so whole milk powder specific as that demand is off. That has allowed those other products to come lower. And right now, I think what we've essentially seen is a convergence between the price of whole milk powder and synthetic whole milk powder. And we have not seen that in quite some time. We've been expecting that to happen. And this is just the kind of situation that allows that to happen where Chinese demand is strong. They take on a lot of whole milk powder, skim, butter, cheese demand a little bit weaker. And we see those product categories start to converge on each other, at least in terms of relative value. What does that mean moving forward? There's an argument that can be made that if we continue to see this trend happen and you start to see whole milk powder actually take the lead, especially if it's a commanding lead, there's an argument to be made that New Zealand will say, you know what, we're going to make less skim, cheese, and butter and start making more whole milk powder because there's more value there. And that's something that can pull the value of those other products up. But for right now, we have to look at it and say those other products are feeling pretty weak right now, especially when we look at that skim milk powder price and say this is the lowest we've been since Q4 of 2020. And if they did start changing uh, you know, different makes for the GDT auction, John, do you think that would have a lasting effect on here? Or is that more of like a short term solution kind of idea? I think it would be a very structural change to the outlook of the GDT. These decisions typically aren't made on a one-month basis. They can be, right? But they're typically not made on a one-month basis. They're made on a longer-term basis and, and a, a little bit of expectation built into that. 
Not only do I want to have contracts for home melt powder, if I'm going to make it, I need to make sure that I don't have obligations against the other products that I'm not going to make and vice versa. So it's important to remember that, you know, the, these decisions take a long time to be made. Once they're made, they tend to be somewhat permanent. And I know that brings a, you know, that's a bit of a glass half full argument here for me to say, well, look, the whole thing was down, but geez, look, the prices, now that we've converged, we might go higher. If whole milk powder moves lower, then, you know, I'd say all bets are off. But right now, what we can look at is to say that China's behavior is that they are purchasing. They have been very consistently purchasing. They've been taking on a lot of whole milk powder. The other products that might go into other regions have been weaker. And now we're in a situation where we might actually see some things change. At the same point in time, it's important to remember there was a large premium between synthetic whole milk powder and whole milk powder for a very long time. So I don't expect this decision to be made overnight. Absolutely. Well, John, is there anything else that really stuck out for this GDT auction to kind of round out to the month of March? And I say that because our next auction is going to be you know, first week of April. You know, if I try to relate it back here to the U.S. and to say, what in the world happened to cheese in the U.S. here over the course of the last few weeks? Was it a concern about milk production that people had? And it's very possible that it was. And I think if that was the case, some of those fears will probably, I don't know, put to rest, but uh, some some of those fears probably came out of the front and center of, of people's argument yesterday when we got milk production was up 0.8% and we added 12,000 more cows. Again, that's February, but here we are, you know, and we're now here at the end of March. So things could have changed, but uh, I, I guess I don't look at it to say that we're, we're missing milk production here in the U.S. At least in Europe right now, we still see relatively strong milk production. So that's a bit tough. When we look at was it exports? We had heard, you know, it's starting to bubble up that there was a possibility there was some export deals that were cut a few weeks ago, and that's what caused barrels to move from 155 to 196. That's certainly a possibility. And maybe an argument can be made, well, GDT cheese prices came so much lower because buyers said, I'm not going to take 225 cheese. I'm going to take $1.55 barrels. And, and that causes GDT prices to come lower and the U.S. price to come higher. That is a distinct possibility, and uh, we're trying to learn a little bit more about that. But my sense is, is that, you know, now that the GDT cheese price is lower than the U.S. price, we could see some horse trading, if you will, where people say, you know what, I'm not going to take those exports or uh, maybe I'm not looking to commit to new exports. So if anything, this suggests to me that exports, if they have been cut, are going to be hard to come by looking for new export contracts. And that, you know, even the ones that are cut, there might be some challenge to that, depending on if people are able to turn that product back. We don't like to see that happen, but sometimes that does happen. That's just the nature of the international market. What I can say here also is that in the U.S., the class three market for the first time in as long as I can remember, and by that I mean the you know the last year or so, the class three market is higher than the class four market by about a dollar fifty. That's a that, that's something new and that's a structural difference. We're back at nineteen close to nineteen fifty in class three. 
while class four is at seventeen ninety five and and moving lower. So there is a possibility in here too, especially as we move into spring flush, that we might start to see, you know, some milk make its way into class three, depending on when and where possible. Absolutely. Well, I think time is going to tell as we kind of get into the the spring months here as weather gets a little bit warmer and uh, what is really going to happen with that milk. But until then, maybe we can look at that in two weeks, four weeks, and really kind of divulge what that looks like for our side of the milk production here. Yeah, and I don't want to extrapolate too much here, but uh, as we've talked before, a, a gigantic part of the concern for July to Dece milk has been that lower prices in the front end of the curve are going to lead to a reduction of milk supply in the back end of the curve. And that is an argument for why July to Dece futures need to be as high as they are. And two things. One is that the spot price here, at least on class three, just moved from, you know, the mid 17s, like I said, up to 1950. I don't know how long lasting this will be and, you know, how that exactly is going to translate into somebody's mailbox check. But, you know, that's a pretty decent rally in spot milk prices, as well as Cody, the input prices, just looking at futures in here before I came in, especially the input or the futures on the new crop, if you will, a lot of those are are moving lower here and opening up that margin potential. So I think if anything, I, I look at this and say, I don't exactly know what this means towards the recent rally in cheese prices. Does this mean that we go higher or lower? I'm not sure. My sense is, is that this takes a lot of the wind out of that this auction. But when I look at the combination of what this auction is saying about the health of the international market, at least for right now, and I look at the spot price here in the US and what that means to a potential mailbox price and the decreasing input prices to a certain degree, I'm forced to look at that and say, at the very least, that takes some of the topside potential out of the second half of the year. Absolutely. No. I definitely agree. And I think with different things that are happening out in uh, in California with rains and flooding and such, that could have a little bit of an impact going forward on our milk production along with pricing also. Yeah, you bet. And our hearts go out to everybody that's dealing with that out there. That is just such a tough situation. And uh, uh, we certainly hope that everybody is able to navigate through this and get to the other side of it. And I know it's hard to hear right now, but the good news is there is going to be a little bit of relief to the opposite side of that problem, which was not enough water. Absolutely. No, I, th- I think you nailed that one right on the head, John. Well, that's going to do it for another GDT Tuesday with myself and John Spainhauer. We appreciate you listening and tuning in. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to email us, give us a call, and we would be happy to answer. But until next time, beginning of April is the next Global Dairy Trade. Everyone have a great week, great weekends, and we will see you soon.